All right, ladies and gentlemen, are you tired of Amazon, Walmart, Target, these companies that hate you? Literally, they hate you. They spit in the face of your values. They hate children. They're pro-abortion. They're anti-Christian. They're pro-LGBTQ. So am I. That's why I love my good friends at Public Square, the absolute parallel economy. Not only can you download their app at publicsq.com right now, Starting November 1st, now you can have the e-commerce just like Amazon, just like Walmart, just like Target on the Public Square app. They are putting their money where their mouth is to bring you the parallel economy. No more shopping in Amazon, no more shopping at Target, no more shopping at Walmart. Shop at Public Square from now on to support the companies that support your values. Go to publicsq.com right now. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. So Marjorie Taylor Greene made headlines the other day when she basically said it's time for a national divorce. She even outlined some of the parameters here. Let's see if I can find the actual tweet. I think this is the tweet thread. Let's go to it. Let's read it. Um, All right. This is a thread. Okay. Why the left and right should consider a national divorce. Not a civil war, but a legal agreement to separate our ideological and political disagreements by states while maintaining our legal union. Definition of irreconcilable differences, inability to agree on most things or on important things. Tragically, I think we, the left and right, have reached irreconcilable differences. I'll speak for the right and say we are absolutely disgusted and fed up with the left cramming and forcing their ways on us and our children with no respect for our religion slash faith, traditional values, and economic and government policy beliefs. Okay, so real quick, before I finish that, okay, before I finish this, check this out. So I thought this was very interesting, okay? This is Vladimir Putin speaking. I guess he's addressing the nation the other day. And this is something that he had to say about America. Now, I am not going on the side of Putin. He is a horrible, sadistic freak. However, it's very interesting what he says about America. Now, this is a English overdub translator translating what he says. But before I continue with this national divorce thing and what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying, etc., we're going to play some clips of her and even Glenn Beck again on his thoughts. Listen to what Putin says about America. This this is very very interesting to me. Here we go. Cannot be defeated on the battlefield. So they're waging increasingly aggressive information attacks, first of all targeting the young generations, lying on every step 
distorting historical truth, attacking our culture, the Russian Orthodox Church, and uh, other traditional religious institutions in our country. Now look at what they're doing with their own peoples. They're destroying the institution of family, their cultural and historical identity, mm. and uh, various perversions with regard to children up to pedophilia wow. are accepted as uh, the new norm. And priests are forced to recognize and officiate same-sex weddings. People can live however they want. And uh, we in Russia have uh, never intruded into people's private life. And we're well, not going to do that. But what we want to say is maybe they should take a look in the scripture, into the holy book of any great religion. It says that the family is a union between woman and man. And uh, these holy texts are now being increasingly doubted in the West. The uh, Anglican Church is now considering the idea of a gender-neutral God. What can we say? God forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They cannot ignore the fact that... That is Vladimir Putin talking about America. If that does not terrify you, I don't know what does. Now, granted, I, you know, this man is a murderer, a monster, and this is all a PR, you know, propaganda machine. But what he's saying about America, that's not, not true. Does it, am I the only one that like, oh my gosh, like that is exactly what's going on here. Anyway, so that's Vladimir Putin. Let's get back to what Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying. Diversify your savings with physical precious metals while stockpiling on silver in your home safe. It's Birch Gold Group's most popular special of the year. Now through December 22nd, for every $5,000 you spend with Birch Gold, they'll send you a one ounce silver eagle coin for free. All you got to do is text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your eligibility now. You can purchase gold and silver and have it shipped directly to your home or have Birch Gold's Precious Metals Specialist help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold for no money out of pocket. And they'll send you a free silver for every 5000 that you spend. Just text the keyword Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 to claim your eligibility. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, now is the best time to buy gold from Birch Gold. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and claim your eligibility for free silver on qualifying purchases before December 27th. Continuing on with his tweet thread, with our federal government in over $34 trillion in debt and on the verge of default, uh, clearly both left and right have proven that together they both aren't responsible uh, with hardworking American tax dollars. A national divorce would require, oh, it moved. A national divorce would require a much smaller federal government with more power given to the states. Hence, we would solve our debt and spending problems immediately. 
Reducing the federal government would be easy because states would completely control things like education, trade, and commerce, and communications to a much larger degree, and federal government to a much smaller degree. We would immediately alleviate the need for departments like the Department of Education. States would have full control over their public education. Education would look differently all over the country. In red states, they would be varying degrees of more traditional public education, charter schools, homeschooling, technical training, and college and universities. Uh, red states would likely ban all gender lies and confusing theories, drag queen story times, and LGBTQ indoctrinating teachers and China's money and influence in our education, while blue states uh, could have the government control gender transition schools. Red state schools would bring back prayer in school and require every student to stand for the national anthem and pledge of allegiance, while blue states would likely eliminate the anthem and pledge all together and would replace them with anthems and pledges to identity ideologies like the trans flag and BLM. Perhaps some blue states would even likely have government-funded Antifa communist training schools. I mean, elected Democrats already support Antifa, so why not? Red states would ban biological males from all girls slash women's sports and all girls slash women's places of privacy. Red states would maintain the truth that there are only two genders and would require the biological identity of each person's gender on their identification. Uh, wow, there, there's a lot. Okay, all right. Let, let, let's get into, uh, she came on and did some videos uh, in response to this. So let's listen to what she has to say here. This is her on Charlie Kurt is not a civil war. It's actually separating by red states and blue states um, and making state rights and state power a lot stronger than it is right now. Um, it would be shrinking the federal government. For example, we can take education. Well, if we have a national divorce, there's no need for the Department of Education. Red states and blue states would be in control of the education in each state. All right. That's what she said on Charlie Kirk. Let's see what she said. I believe it's on Hannity believe is our next interview here so let's see what we got in my life in my world i all of my friends are regular americans everyone i talk to is sick and tired and fed up of being bullied by the left abused by the left and disrespected by the left and our ideas our policies our ways of life have become so far apart that it's just coming to that point and the last thing I ever want to see in America is a civil war. Um, no one wants that, at least everyone I know would never want that. But it's going that direction, and we have to do something about it. We're also a nation, a crumbling nation. We're a nation in distress. Our government is in complete failure, over $34 trillion. We are on the verge of default, and we have to do something about that. But that was the right and the left that did that to the American people on their own. But the Democrats never stop pushing their policies, their ideas, and their culture on Republicans and the right. And we are so sick and tired of it. We are tired of our children being taught ideas and ideologies in school that we do not want our children taught, like gender lies. We do not want our children um, being having their gender change or transitioned. We, we can't even have women's sports and privacy in our bathrooms, and women in prison can't even have spaces. ESG, environmental social governance, has completely taken over corporations, and this is a huge policy 
pressed on private businesses through the government from Democrats. If you're a white male today in the financial industry, you can forget it. You're a dinosaur. You're going extinct. No one should ever be hired by their skin color or their gender or, or Marjorie, how they identify. It should only be about your character and your ability to do the job. Okay, <clears throat> let's see what Glenn Beck has to say about national divorce. Now, I haven't listened to this. I literally just saw it while I was scrolling for the other thing. Where did it go? Where did it go? All right, here we go. This is Glenn Beck talking. Here we go. Should we have a national divorce? I wouldn't be against it, but uh, I'm the one that's keeping the kids. <laughs> I think we're the ones that, you know, need to make sure we're not the ones that are violating the rules of this marriage. You are. You're the one stepping out on, on us. I'm living by my marriage vows. I'm living by the rules of the Constitution. And if your state is not, start standing up and demanding that they live by the Declaration of Independence the Bill of Rights, and the U.S. Constitution. Okay, so this seems to be gaining uh, traction across the board. Um, so I open it up to you. Um, I've said it for a long time that I do not believe that the United States stays the United States for forever. Uh, I, I don't see it being another civil war. I see it being more of an economical type thing, which is pretty much what everybody's talking about here. Um, I guess I open it up to you, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com. Email me and let me know. I'm also going to reach out to Marjorie and see if we can get her on the show to discuss um, national divorce. Uh, do you think it's a good idea? Do you think it's getting close to time? Do you agree with the war in Russia and Ukraine, do you agree that they're dragging us into World War III? This is a template of how World War I started. No American wants this. I don't know. I don't know a single person that's like, oh, you know, I don't think it's that bad. Uh, I, nobody wants this. So are we at a point where it's so bad now? that there's no coming back from it, that, that, that the left or, you know, red states and blue states and all the above, it's so far gone that uh, the only way to move forward is to break up. Is that where we are? And, and I think we just need to, you know, unemotionally, but, but analytically, you know, what, whatever you want to call it, I think that we need to, open up the possibility of are we at that point where it's time uh, for us to think about a national divorce? And again, I don't even know a hundred percent of what that would look like. I'm just saying that a lot of the things that they said made sense to me and maybe I'm wrong for that. I want to be able to praise God the way I want to praise God. I want to be able to worship how I want to worship. I want to be able to make the own my own decisions for myself and my family. I want to be in charge of what my children are learning. I want to be able to say what I want to say without without fear of cancellation and persecution and even prosecution. I want to be able to carry my Second Amendment rights. I want America to be back to being America. And I guess the question is, you know, and I think we brought this question up a long time ago. If legitimately, let's just say for easy math, 
half the country does not agree fundamentally with what's going on in the direction of this country, right? If we are a true America, how can we force half the population to live, accept, and deal with things that they fundamentally and foundationally disagree with on the basis of religion, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and honestly, just moral decency? How can we, is that really American? Is that really the American thing to do? Or is it time for us to consider an alternative way of doing this thing? Because the more and more it goes, the more and more I do have to say, as much as it breaks my heart, kind of like Steve Day says, as much as it breaks my heart to say this, are we getting to a point where that is no longer possible? Because, you know, we're not arguing about a 10% or 12% tax rate increase because that's what it used to be. Now we're arguing the fundamental direction, the fundamental value system, the fundamental principles and morals of a country right now. And I don't know how you come to terms with that. I don't know how you make that work. I don't know how you fix that. And so again, I open it up to you. Email me, Graham at DearAmericaMedia.com, and let me know, do you think we are headed for a national divorce? And B, I guess, do you think a national divorce is a good idea? Traveling for the holidays, Pure Talk has you covered because they just added international roaming to over 30 countries. That's right. Whether you're making calls from the Vatican or on a beach in the Bahamas, you're covered from the steps of Buckingham Palace all the way to Santorini. You can dial away. And here's the best part. There's no rate increase. Pure Talk still saves the average American family almost $1,000 a year with plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. And they put you on America's most dependable 5G network, so the coverage is second to none. Stop dragging your feet. Switch to Pure Talk, a veteran-owned wireless company with simply the best U.S. customer service team, now with international roaming to over 30 countries. Go to puretalk.com slash Graham to make the switch, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Graham, puretalk.com slash Graham. If you don't know already, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in Ohio, okay? Um, I'm going to show you some things here, uh, and I think this is a really good place to start. I'm going to start with this image here, make this a shared screen. Okay, you see this? You see this right here? That looks a lot like an atom bomb, right? Some of you may be thinking, uh, maybe this is back in World War II. Some of you may be thinking, what not? No. This is in Ohio, and this was taken yesterday. You see this cloud formation here? This looks like a nuclear bomb, and this happened in Ohio yesterday, around the same times that now they're trying to tell us that there might be UFOs and there might be aliens out there. But you know what they're not talking about? They're not talking about this explosion in Ohio. And some of you may be going, what in the world could make an explosion like this? This looks almost, this is mushroom cloud-like, and then look at the sky around it, okay? Look at the sky around this thing. This is some 
this is some terrifying looking stuff right here. Okay. And for those of you listening on audio, don't worry. I've got some audio assets to bring some perspective into this here. Um, and, and just so you know, there's language in it. So if you got kids listening, don't have them listen to this episode, but the biggest thing, and again, if you're not watching this on YouTube, you need to subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see the assets that we are giving you here. This is a mushroom cloud looking thing. Looks like an atom bomb. It's not. I'm going to tell you what it actually is, but this is the thing. Look at the, look at the sky around it. Not just the explosion. Look at the sky. And some of you might be thinking, what in the world could have caused such a thing? Well, don't worry and rest assured, I'm fixing to show you. So this is the result of a train derailment. Remember what I told you. If the government is telling you that aliens might be real, one, aliens ain't real because the government just said they are, so you know it's a lie. Two, it's got to be because something so bad has happened, they've got to find something to cover it up. So here we go. Now, these are two videos. We're going to let them play because I think they bring context to it. Um, and again, if you're not watching on YouTube, you need to go subscribe because this is some big stuff. Here we go. Period. Hazardous materials as flames lit up the sky in northeastern Ohio. The evacuation order is in place for anyone within a mile radius of the crash site. These aren't, these aren't storm clouds. This is the f the f they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Wow. Look at it. Well, you see it from the sky. Look, they're arresting reporters reporting on it. They're arresting reporters. There's dead fish floating all in the water. Officials are claiming that the air and water are safe. But there's fish and cattle dying everywhere. They've complained about their eyes watering when they go outside. And one woman says the noxious air killed her chickens. Out of nowhere, he just started coughing really hard and just shut down and went very fast. Look at all these crows. I'm not kidding. This is within wow. 10 miles of East Palestine. This is crazy, guys. Rail companies block safety rules before yeah, Ohio derailment. Look at it catching on fire. All right. So again, let's go back to the photo of that blast. Okay. Why are you not? Yeah, there we go. All right. So again, so what happened that we know is it was a train derailment and it exploded and caught on fire. You see this. It almost looks like a nuclear blast, mushroom cloud. And then look at the sky above it. And then they showed that footage. If you're watching on video, you can see my little arrow here of the plane above the clouds that can see this gigantic dark hole. And then that video we just showed you, there's people on the ground that live here that are showing you what looks like clouds, but they're not. It's from the explosion. They've got livestock, everything dying. I mean, like apocalyptic type stuff, Chernobyl type levels right now. Okay. Now I'm not a science person. And so I found this video of this guy who probably has the best explanation right now. And so if you're watching, great. If not, you can hear it. This is informative for you. Here we go. 
getting a lot of coverage, and the coverage that it has been getting hasn't been very good. So let's talk about the Trail Derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Do it. East Palestine's about an hour north of Pittsburgh, almost halfway to Cleveland. Mm -hmm. Norfolk Southern has a rail line that goes right through town, and this derailment happened right on the edge outside of town on the border of PA and Ohio. Of the cars that crashed, five of them contained vinyl chloride. It's a monomer used to make PVC. The reporting on this has gotten vinyl chloride confused with polyvinyl chloride, the polymer made out of vinyl chloride. Now, the reason that this distinction is really important is vinyl chloride is very hazardous and very flammable. Huh. Polyvinyl chloride is a plastic that's used in like everything. So the vinyl chloride is that it boils at eight degrees Fahrenheit, so it's shipped in its liquid form. Meaning that when these trains crashed and these started leaking, they weren't just leaking liquid, but they were spewing boiling gas. So vinyl chloride is really toxic. OSHA has the permissible limit of how much you can be exposed to it during an eight hour shift as a one PPM part per million, average over eight hours. So prior to this, the biggest spill of this chemical was in New Jersey where one train car and about 23,000 gallons of vinyl chloride were spilled, but it didn't catch on fire. Now okay. this crash in Ohio has five train cars. These kinds of tanker cars can carry between 25 and 33,000 gallons. Let's call it 250 to 250,000 pounds of vinyl chloride. That's per train car, five train cars. There's maybe a million pounds of this toxic chemical oh spilling into the ground and also boiling off into the air. But then it caught on fire. I think this is where the reporting is really bad because no one is mentioning what the byproduct of vinyl chloride burning is. What is it? Of the many byproducts of burning vinyl chloride, one of them is hydrogen chloride. Hydrogen chloride is really unstable and latches onto water, like just water vapor in the atmosphere. And that turns into hydrochloric acid. Oh, so no. right now, government officials, officials from the railroad, both the governor of Pennsylvania and Ohio are calling burning off the million pounds of this stuff a success, but not mentioning that it means that we have hundreds of thousands of pounds of acid in the air, potentially. Now, ever since engineering school, I've studied a lot of industrial accidents. I just find it really fascinating, and organizations like the Chemical Safety Board, NTSB, right. and OSHA all have like really good reports available to the public. Uh -huh. I think as a designer, it's really good to learn about mistakes. When looking at these kinds of industrial disasters across time, there are a couple things that are pretty universal across all of them. One, the responsible party in this case, Norfolk Southern Railway, always plays down the reality of the situation. Correct. Politicians also just repeat the same lines, and then news outlets just repeat the same. So all we're hearing is the responsible party's word. Okay, so again, <laughs> let's go back to that photo. Um, why? Are we talking about aliens in the air? What's going on, everybody? This is not a joke. I actually want to talk to you about porn, specifically porn in marriage. In fact, did you know 56% of divorces report porn usage? Pornography is a silent killer that is slowly poisoning your marriage. For you guys and girls listening right now, I want you to understand that looking at porn causes damage. We can have this idea that it isn't harming anyone, but... It really is. When porn use comes to light to our spouse, that damage becomes visible. Wives, you experience betrayal, often questioning yourself, asking why you aren't enough or what you have done wrong. And the longer the porn use continues, the deeper that trauma will go. Think about it. Think about what it's doing to your marriage. Porn also keeps men focused inward and distracts them on their spiritual journey so they're not able to fully embrace their role as husband and father. So... 
Let's make a commitment to stop looking at porn and heal our marriages. How about that? There's a great resource completely free. That's right. You heard it free. And it's called Restored Vows. It's a video series that features a couple who saw the real damaging impacts of porn and marriage. Over 14 days, they reveal their darkest moments and share what they did to find healing and hope in what seemed to be a hopeless situation. In this series, you'll learn practical steps to promote honesty, understanding, and trust. Restored Vows will give you the tools you need to start improving your relationship. So what are you waiting for? It's completely free. Heal your marriage, work together, put God back at the front of your marriage, and get rid of porn for good. Go to CovenantEyes.com and use the promo code Graham. Again, that's Restored Vows for free. Take the fight to your marriage and for your marriage. That's CovenantEyes.com, promo code Graham. Well... Could it possibly have something to do with the fact that guy with, that we just had a million pounds of whatever that was that has now gone up into the air because it caught on fire and it latches onto the moisture in the air, which I would imagine is this gigantic black spot in that is probably 10 to 20 times the size of the actual explosion cloud itself. That's probably what this is, and we have millions of pounds of hydrochloric acid in the air over this area, and that's why all the livestock and the uh, the the fish and the home pets and everything, but everybody's dying. Could it possibly be we've got like a Chernobyl kind of thing happening here? And nobody's talking about it. And I loved what he said at the end. You know, one thing that remains true is whoever's at fault, their narrative is the one that gets pushed out there to the American people. Look at this image. Something is going on, ladies and gentlemen. That th There is something big going on. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence all these UFOs that are being shot down. One, where is the footage of them being shot down? That's what I want to know. Uh, and two, now I'm leaving this image up there so you can see it Two, We've got earthquakes happening all over the world. We've got what looks like atom bomb kind of explosions from trail tra train derailment. That's releasing hydrochloric acid in the millions of tons in the air. And everybody's just acting like, Oh, it's fine. There's nothing, there's nothing going on. We got the government telling us that aliens haven't been ruled out. Okay, I'm saying that again because I can't believe that I'm even saying that. The government is saying we are not ruling out aliens right now. That is where we are in our world. That is where we are in America. Jesus, take the wheel. You can't get back here soon enough. In saying that, let me know what you think. Let me know what you think about all this madness. Let me know what you think is going on. I'm, I'm highly curious to find that out. But that's all I've got for this episode of the Dear America podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump is expected to be arrested, handcuffed, arrested tomorrow. Tomorrow. Even Donald Trump himself has confirmed this. Let's talk about, I mean, we're not going to intro this thing. We're just going to jump into it. The title of this episode is America Needs to Pray, Not 
protest. I have seen some very scary things online, and I truly 100% believe that this is being used as uh, a means to set people up again. I, I think I think that protesting is the wrong idea, but I'm also seeing some very scary things in regards to Donald Trump. So let's just be honest about what is going on. Okay, so they tried Russiagate. They tried the phone call. They tried everything that you can possibly imagine. They tried January 6th. They couldn't get Donald Trump. So what did they end up getting him on? Uh, the thing in question, and, and, and I'm going to be very honest in this episode, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. Donald Trump is not an innocent person. Donald Trump has done a lot of things wrong. Okay. This is about the former porn star Stormy Daniels, uh, debacle back in 2016. Okay. Stormy Daniels is a adult, uh, film star that allegedly had an affair with then candidate Donald Trump and was paid be quiet money. Okay. And again, I am not justifying these actions. These are horrific actions from a man that needs to repent in that regard. I'm not, I'm not justifying the actions of committing adultery on your wife. I'll get into all of that here in a minute. I'm just telling you what this is about. The thing in question now, see, this was handled back in 2016 because it was shown that Donald Trump paid the be quiet money out of his personal money. Like he just paid for it, right? There's nothing illegal about paying somebody to be quiet uh, in court. There's nothing illegal about that. Uh, Not saying it's moral. In fact, it's not. uh, But there's nothing illegal about it. Now things have come into question. Apparently there may, again, may, I don't know. There may have been reimbursements from campaign funds in regard, and and in Donald Trump world, it wasn't even that much money. I mean, we're talking about a couple hundred thousand dollars Uh, in Donald Trump world. It's not that much, but, but, but that's what it is. That, that is where they are expressing that they've got him, right? They've got Donald Trump now. But the interesting things to all of this is even if he is found guilty of this, they're misdemeanor charges at best, and it's not going to prevent him from running. And so although not condoning the actions, et cetera, you have to ask yourself the question, of all the charges that they tried to get Donald Trump on that would have prevented him from running, this is a very small thing. And again, I'm not downgrading uh, the man cheated on his wife. I'm not. That's a sin. It's horrible. It's horrific. I have never stated that Donald Trump is a, a saint in any regard. I'm simply saying that if you put hush money because you slept with a porn star um, up there with some of the things like, I don't know, uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, inside trading stock before stocks collapse, et cetera, et cetera, making hundreds of millions of dollars. If you put it in context of president Biden now being confirmed, and this is why we have to talk about this on the show. President Biden is confirmed compromise. Every single thing about Hunter Biden, the laptop deals with Ukraine, deals with Russia, deals with China. All of this stuff has been proven. 
Now it has been proven that multiple family members have received million dollar payouts from countries like Ukraine, China, etc. But yet nothing happens there, right? Hillary Clinton, we know for a fact that Hillary Clinton, this is a proven fact. Hillary Clinton stole email servers and destroyed them. 30,000 internal top secret emails destroyed them with a hammer and bleach. We know this, but yet nothing happens to Hillary Clinton. But yet Donald Trump is going to be handcuffed and literally walked in front of every single camera in America because they need the image. They need the image of Donald Trump in handcuffs. That's what they want. That's what this is all about. And I am not saying that Donald Trump didn't do something wrong. What I'm saying is if you're going to lock him up for something like this, you're going to have to lock up 98% of the people on Capitol Hill. Why just Donald Trump? Okay. That's what I'm, that is the comparison of what I'm getting at. And I'm going to talk to you about some scary things that I'm seeing. I'm going to talk to you about what I think. And again, this is why we're talking about it on the show, because you can't talk about this on social media. Oh no, because they will, they will tear your page down for dare trying to say something, right? All right. So this is from CNN. This is literally 20 hours ago. Let's read what CNN is saying. I'm going to read you some scary stuff here. All right. Former President Donald Trump said Saturday he expects to be arrested in connection with the years-long investigation into hush money scheme involving adult film actress Stormy Daniels. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And he called on his supporters to protest any such move. Again, yes, he did. And two, I think this is a horrible horrible idea and we're going to get into why here in a moment okay let's see reporting an echo of trump's appeals to supporters in the wake of the 20 blah 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 blah, blah. they're saying they're comparing it to 2020 uh no one tells us anything which is very frustrating president trump is basing his response on press reports a spokesperson for trump earlier said that the former president has not received a notification from the manhattan district attorney's office regarding any potential indictment but was rightfully highlighting his innocence in his post CNN saying, okay, here we go. This is, this is the forming of the narrative that, that I'm telling you about. Protest call reminiscent of January 6th comments. Trump has complained privately that he believes he is going to be indicted only because he thinks Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg hates him. This is true. Um, according to a source familiar with what Trump has said, his call for a protest in response to a potential arrest echoes his final days in office when he repeatedly urges supporters to reject the results of the 2020 presidential election. Some of Trump's advisors had urged him privately not to call for protest concerns the optics of a mass protest in the streets of Manhattan growing out of control or resembling the 2021 insurrection. Bragg said in an email to staff on Saturday that his office will not tolerate attempts to intimidate our office or threaten rule of law in New York. Okay, so this is what I'm talking about. They're already framing it up. This is going to be January 6th all over again and worse because it's going to be everywhere. Okay. Um, I don't like that. Trump did this. I have reached out to the Trump team. They're not talking to me during this time. I don't know if it's because they're truly busy trying to figure out how to handle this, or they just don't want to hear what I have to say. I have reached out to them. They're not talking to me currently about what's going on. I think calling for protest across the board 
is wrong. It's the wrong answer because they are framing this. They're teeing it up. They're literally lobbing it up for, 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 it's like volleyball. They're lobbing it up, getting ready for somebody to spike this thing down. This is what they want. And it's already happening. I, I saw a video just last night of the streets of Manhattan being flooded by pickup trucks and Trump flags and American flags everywhere. I am telling you that I am telling you that I'm telling you this is not good. All right. NBC News is reporting right now that President Biden has addressed military or excuse me, law enforcement outlets nationwide. This is NBC News reporting this, okay? In the wake of Trump being arrested, that Biden is aware, Biden is fully prepared to go through with it. Um, every law enforcement agency on high alert, one step below martial law is what NBC News is reporting. This is exactly what they want. Okay? Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. They want us to do this. This is what they want. And, 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 and I am screaming to everyone, and, and I'm asking every single one of you to share this episode and share this sentiment with every single person that you know this is them walking conservative Americans into a trap. That's what this is. Okay. This is a trap. That's what this is. One more time. This is a trap. That's what this is. Again, this is a trap. That is what this is. And I just, I really, 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 because I'm, because I'm not seeing it. And the reason I say that is because I'm not seeing it. Even if they find him guilty of this, this is a misdemeanor at best. And then statute of limitations, I want to say for this type of thing is three years. It's been five, six years. I, I don't, I don't see, I'm, it, even if he's convicted, none of this is going to keep him from running. Okay. Now, we're going to talk about the dangers of where we are, but as far as the protest stuff goes, I disagree with this, okay? I just do, because I, I'm not seeing where he's going to be put in jail for an undisclosed amount of time, and they're not going to let him out, like January 6th, pro, you know, protesters. From everything I'm researching, if he is convicted of this, it's not going to prevent him from continuing to run. He's even got a rally scheduled in Waco, Texas coming up. And so I just can't help but believe that they want to stir up Republicans. They want to stir up conservatives. They want us to do something stupid. They want us to appear unhinged. They want us to appear crazy. They want us to appear like we do not respect law enforcement. That's what they want. And I don't think that we should walk right into it. I said a lot of people got mad at me three years ago with January 6th when I said that we walked hook, line, and sinker into a trap. 
And now with every video footage that we have, now with everything with Tucker Carlson, we know this. There's more to the story. The FBI was involved in it. All of the above. The police let people in. Like, we know that there's more to the story than just a bunch of angry Republicans decided to storm the Capitol with not a gun among, among them. It was the worst coup of all time. It was a hook, line, and sinker for them to peg us as extremist terrorists for still today. Still today, that is going on. And so I believe that this is even a grander scale attempt for them to do the same things. I'm telling you guys, it's not here. Okay, as far as they're going to lock Donald Trump up and he's never going to see the light of day again and he's not going to be able to run for president, that's not here. Every, every single pundit, every single legal expert, they all say the same thing. That's not here. A couple days ago, Dylan Mulvaney makes uh, splashes. And for those of you who don't know, Dylan Mulvaney is a man. He is a man. M-A-N. Man that is pretending to be a woman. Whether he truly believes it to be true or not, I don't know. But there are only two genders, okay? And, and, and I don't like the fact that as Christians, if we state facts. Okay. The Bible's very clear about all of this. In the beginning, he made him both male and female in his own image. It's super simple. Very simple. Literally, you just got to go to the first book and the first chapter, the 27th verse, I believe it's the 27th verse of the Bible to determine this out. And then further on in the Bible, it says that God knew you when he knitted you in your mother's womb. God doesn't make mistakes, right? So moving on from that, we've established what the truth is, both biblically and reality, DNA, et cetera, XX, XY chromosomes. Uh, these are simple truths. But what we find ourselves in now is the, I don't know, the disposal of truth in replacement of emotion and in replacement of feelings. Everybody has feelings. Everybody has things that they believe and what they feel at the moment, but that doesn't make them true. In fact, more often than not, our feelings can play uh, tricks on us and cannot be true, right? I feel like everybody hates me. Well, a couple people might hate you, but everybody doesn't hate you. See what I mean? There are the feelings of what's going on and the realities of what's going on. I feel like I'm a woman. Okay. You feel that way. Got it. But you're not. You're not. Your DNA, your chromosomes, your, your genetic makeup does not lie. Okay? What is more likely? That your chromosomes, your DNA makeups, that God made a mistake? Or perhaps there's something wrong with your mind chemically? Perhaps there's counseling that needs to be involved. And perhaps you're playing into this narrative that is being pushed on our country to believe that transgenderism and drag queen story hours are normal in our society. Okay, so the other day, Bud Light declares a, uh, a par partnership with Dylan Mulvaney. Not only do they have a partnership, they gave him, and I will always call him him because that's what he is. He's a dude. They gave him a happy 365 can with his face on it, okay? And what that means is Dylan Mulvaney has been a woman for 365 days. And that's his, that has been his claim to fame. 
a couple years ago, he was on The Price is Right as a, a dude. And then ever since then, he started on TikTok like day one as a woman. And he's walked it all the way up to 365. I don't know what the next thing's going to be. Is it going to be walking it up to year 10 as a woman? Or, or is it going to be walking it back down to a man? I don't know what his next step is. But, you know, I've actually thought about doing something similar. <laughs> Maybe I should do like a documentary series of uh, 365 days as a liberal. <laughs> like maybe I started day one of being a liberal where someone gets my Starbucks, my Starbucks order wrong. And I just throw it and be a Karen in the drive through. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, maybe I should do that. A 365 day series of being a liberal and, and go, but anyway, Bud Light has received a lot of backlash from this. John Rich, uh, Travis Tritt, Kid Rock. A lot of people have come out. Uh, a lot of bar owners have come out saying that they'll, not be purchasing Anheuser-Busch products anymore, et cetera. But Bud Light has come out with a statement for this, uh, for the backlash of this. And this is the most interesting thing. Now, I'm not a big alcohol drinker, not a liquor drinker at all, but, but you know, beer, it, it just, it, it innately has like a certain demographic attached to it, I would assume, okay? When you think of people drinking a beer, you think about the guys drinking a beer, you think about a country music artist, you know, drinking a beer, cheers in the stadium that he's sold out or she sold out, et cetera. You just assume that there's a certain clientele for beer drinkers, especially Bud Light, right? Like I realized that there's these snobby beer drinkers that, you know, are hops and all this other kind of stuff. But Bud Light drinkers, there's a certain, there's a certain clientele, you know, Natty Light, like, Hey, there's a certain clientele that goes along with this, but this is Bud Light's response, okay? Bud Light says, packed with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney, get this, helps authentically connect with audiences. What? Who? What? What? What audience? What, <laughs> what audience is this? Uh... Don't worry, I have data for you. Jack Daniels has come out supporting uh, Drag Queen Story Hour summer camps, by the way. So for you liquor Jack Daniels drinkers, there you go. But the biggest thing I want to touch on here is Bud Light says that the pact, and that's weird too, says pact, not partnership or sponsorship deal, the pact. That's weird wording there to me. Like, it's weird. Why do you have a pact with somebody? That's odd. Businesses don't have packs. They have business deals. They have partnerships. They have strategic strategy partnerships. They have sponsorships, et cetera. They don't have packs. That's weird. Uh, not pack like a pack of beer. No, a pact. P-A-C-T. A pact. It's weird. It's weird wording. Anyway, well, they say it authentically connects with audiences. Well, this is what I wanted to get to the bottom of. Who are the audience? What is the audience of this? What is the percentage of people in America specifically, okay, that identify as transgender? Okay, Bill Maher has covered this already, that it has exponentially grown over the years. And at this rate, in 50 years, all of us are going to be gay at minimum, <laughs> at minimum at this point. But, but I wanted to do some, some research. So this is the Williams Institute of uh at ucla so this is not a conservative leaning institution so you can look this up at williams institute.law.ucla.edu so this is from 
UCLA. Okay, here we go. Of the entire U.S., over 1.6 million adults ages 18 and older and youth ages 13 to 17 identify as transgender. Okay, so there's 360 million people in the country. 1.6 million adults and or youth identify as transgender. Okay, 0.6% of the U.S. population, not 6%, 0.6% of the U.S. population ages 13 to 17 identify as transgender. 0.5% identify, and that's 17 or older, identify as transgender. That's interesting to me. Uh, let's see. Uh, research, research shows transgender individuals are younger on average than the U.S. population. We find that youths ages 13 to 17 are significantly more likely to identify as transgender than adults 65 or older. I wonder why. This research says that racial slash ethnic distribution of youth and adults who identify as transgender appears generally similar to the U.S. population, though our estimates mirror prior research that found transgender youth and adults are more likely to report being Lat Latinx, Latinx or whatever, and less likely to report being white compared to the U.S. population. Let's go to where it broke it down by states here. Of all the transgender people, 18% of them, 18% uh, of people who identify as transgender are ages 13 to 17. 8% of the U.S. population as a whole are ages 13 to 17. 39% uh, of people who identify as transgender are women. 36% or, excuse me, are transgender women. 36% are transgender men. Uh, this is interesting. And this is this, this is the stuff where I start to question the whole uh, legitimacy of it all. Three percent of youth in New York identify as transgender. Point two percent of adults in Missouri identify as transgender. Point nine percent identify as transgender in North Carolina. Point six percent identify as transgender in Wyoming. But three percent of youth in New York identify as transgender. Now, my question would be is if this was a real thing, if this was something real that was going on, okay? What I mean is transgender people, that thought process that you can be a man and actually instead of being a woman and you can be a woman instead of being a man, if that was real, it should be relatively even across state lines. There should not be regional influxes in this. And if it's regional influxes, how can you have 3% of youth, like total in New York, identify as transgender? So that means that if 0.5, hang on, how much was it again? Let me look at the, let me look at the data. If 0.6% of ages 13 to 17 of the trans identify in the transgender population of the entire United States, only 0.6% of the entire U S population. If 3% of that 0.6 live in New York city, then regionally it is exponentially upping that very small number of the total population in the first place. Right? 
So if it's regional, how can it be real? Because if it's actually real and men can be women and women can be men, then you would assume that it would be relatively even or at least similar across the board. But 3% in New York opposed to 0.2% in Missouri. That is a very, very drastic difference. Why? Why is that? Well, because it's a narrative. Because it's a popular thing right now. Just like goth was was popular back in my day. You know, the goths and things like that. Like, everybody was a goth. Everybody was listening to death metal and all this other kind of stuff. And they were dressing like vampires for a while. This is a narrative push on our young people.